Okay. So, uh, so first we'll learn this morning. Shkayach to Jamie Stahl for sponsoring, for anonymously uh, sponsoring, uh, learning the breakfast this morning. It should be a schlitz for him. So I, I warned you uh, yesterday afternoon that my voice was going. It's definitely, it's definitely on its way out. So hopefully, hopefully we'll, make it to, we'll make it to the end. Okay, so we're going to learn, we're going to learn this morning. <clears throat> In a certain sense, <clears throat> it's very much connected to what I was talking about yesterday afternoon. So those that were there for the Shir Shabbos afternoon, this will, the, the, the actual, the, the Etzim side will be, well, you know, Chazar, I guess you can say, but just uh, packaged, you know, as it fits within, say, for Yeshua, those that uh, were not there. So hopefully it'll be new, and, you know, I'm not going to spend as much time as I did Shabbos afternoon to explain it, so you do the best you can. All right, so let's just get back into the story. So today we're going to go a little bit more in the text. Okay, so again, we've been talking the past couple weeks, the story of Achan, right, the Jewish people. Again, we all know that uh, they conquered the city of Yericho, and the Cheyrim is put up. They no one's allowed to take any of the, any of the money or the possessions of Yericho. Achan violates that Cheyrim, uh, and because of that, the Jewish people lose their first battle against the city of Ai, and Yeshua ben Davins, and Hashem reveals to him that someone took from Yericho, and eventually Achan is caught, he's killed, and the Jewish people are then able to go and conquer Ai, and and move on weiter. So we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, and, and again, I'm not going to chazer everything, but just to get the, you know, the, the point. The point that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks is that the Aveir of Achan, by holding on to the money that the, that the Canaanim had in the city of Yericho before we conquered it, what Achan was, was doing, and we talked about this on a simple level, we talked about this, Mitzad, his neshama, where he was coming from, with, with Peretz and Zarach, but... Uh, but, but the point is, is that Ochan Zavera was trying to, trying to equate the Jewish people and our relationship with Eretz Yisrael and the non-Jewish people and their relationship with Eretz Yisrael. That it's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, a human being is a human being. Yeah, the, the Rabbanu Shalom gave Jewish people more mitzvahs and more responsibilities, different, different responsibilities, but there's nothing be- fundamentally different between a Jew and a guy. That's basically what the Avera was. And so we spoke about that again, where that was coming from and you know, in terms of his neshama, v'chul v'chul. So now let's, going along with that, but now let's see more, a little bit inside in the text, a particular aspect. All right, so, so on top you have a few psukim from Parag Zion. So this is talking about after the Jewish people lost the battle, and they realized that something, something's wrong. So it says in Pasuk, V'yikra Yeshua Simlaisov, it's in Parag Zion, Pasuk Vav, V'yikra Yeshua Simlaisov, Yeshua Benon rips his clothing, he tears Kriya, he falls on his face on the floor. He completely uh, bows down on the floor. Before the Aaron. He found out about this, uh, you know, during the day, but he, he continues this tefillah, this, this uh, davening in that prostrated state all the way till evening. Who is Zikni? Him and all the elders. They put, they put uh, dirt on their heads. Mamash like a velus. For Yomir Yeshua, and you, this is the davening that Yeshua says. Ahav, you know, uh, like, like, oi, Hashem alakim, lama havarta, lama havarta, have your sa'am hazes yardain. Why, Hashem, have you, have you actively brought us across the yardain? Like, hands on, there was all miracles and so on. Lase sa'son obiad ha'mayri havideinu, to give us over into the hands of the enemies, into the Canaanim, for us to be destroyed. We should just have settled uh, the other side of the yardin if, if it's just going to be uh, our destruction. Be, be Hashem, please Hashem. 
What am I supposed to tell the what am I supposed to tell the, the soldiers and the Jewish people? They're completely their their morale has been shot. Like they're all they're all petrified now. They're they've they've turned their neck against their enemies. And others they've been, they've been uh, they ran away. They had to they had to uh, they had to run away. Kanani. Not their, their, the morale of the soldiers is, is, is destroyed. And, and not only that, the word is going to spread that we lost the battle, the Ishma Kanani. So the Kananim are going to hear about this, the Chol Yashviaretz, and all the, all the country, all the, the cities over here. The Nesivo Leinu, they're going to gather together because now they have confidence. Because if you remember, when the Jewish people were before uh, attacking the city of Yericho, when they sent in the spies, so the response, the, 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 what they, the news that they had was that everyone was terrified and no one was able to, like, they, they couldn't function. But now that they saw that we're, uh, that we're able to be defeated, they're going to have their confidence back. And this is the point. And they're going to wipe out, God forbid, our name from the world. They're going to destroy the Jewish people. And what's going to be with your name? So the way Chazal interpreted like what, what does that mean? So the way Chazal interpreted is that what, what Yeshuvanun is saying is that the Jewish people, our name is Hashem's name. In other words, even on a, on a simple level, the name Yisrael has Hashem's name in it. So Hashem's name and our name, it's, it's Mamash one, it's synonymous. If there's no Jewish people, Kivyachal, there's no other Hashem in the world either. No one is proclaiming his name. So Matas, L'Shem Chagod, what's going to be? You wipe us out, then, there's not, then your name is being wiped out. That was basically the tefillah. Now, I, listen, I imagine that he said more than this because he's talking about, he's davening like literally all day, but I guess this is the, uh, the concentrated essence of it or whatever it is. So by the way, B'chalal, it's just that this is completely on the side. Whenever you read in Tanakh, like something being quoted, like Pare says to Moshe or whatever, that's always a big question. Does that, was that a, that, is that an exact quote, but obviously just translated into Hebrew? Or is Hashem or the Navi paraphrasing the conversation, but putting it in words, you know, that were not literally said? So that's, that's always a question. So whenever you have like this, for example, when Yeshua Benun, is davening, were these exact words, or was he davening something along these lines, but the Navi is putting it in these particular words, that's a, uh, that's machlekes, but that's just something to keep in mind, whenever you learn, Chod Meshur Navi, so Hashem El Yeshua, so Hashem says to Yeshua, Kum, Lach, go stand up, Why are you falling, in other words, your tefillah has been accepted, and that's when Hashem tells Yeshua Benon about, uh, the, about what Ochen did, and and uh, they take care of it. Okay, that's the that's the nice. Okay, so what exactly the the, the type of tefillah that Yeshua Benon did over here is again Vayipol Alpanav he falls down completely on the floor. So that's a unique type of davening. So what exactly was this davening? So if you take a look at Marmok number one, it's the Gemara Tainus. The Gemara it's also Gemara Megillah. The Gemara Tainus says Yudalim and Beis Amar Belazar. Rabbi Belazar says Ein Adam Chashav Rishay Lipol Alpanav Elam Kenenek Yeshua Benon. Says the Gemara Belazar. We don't, I'll explain, we don't pass like this, but you'll, you'll see in a second. But Rabbi Lezer is talking about the tefillah, what we call tachnam, the tefillah of tachnam, when you fall. So Rabbi Lezer said, an Adam Chashev is not allowed to say tachnam, he's not allowed to fall on his face, unless he's confident that he's going to be answered like Yeshua Benon. In other words? How can you know that? I don't know, yeah, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess if you're an Adam Chashev, you could uh, know these things, I'm not sure. Shinamar, but the Gemara quotes the Pasuk, V'yoymer, Shem el Yeshua, kum lach in other words, we're not getting involved in this detail of like, okay, so why is an Adam Chashev not allowed to daven, not allowed to say tachem without this? But that, that, the point that I'm trying to bring out from this Gemara is, is that the Gemara is identifying the tefillah of Yeshua Benun was a tefillah of tachem. Was a tefillah of tachem. 
And that's what it means, Vayipol al that he falls on his face. The original version of Tachman, the way it, the way it was in Chazal, was literally not just like leaning on your arm. It was mamish falling on the floor. The reason why we don't do that, there's two reasons why we don't do that. We'll see in a second soon a little bit more about this. But one reason is, is because by falling on your face completely, you might, there's halachic problems that might come up. If let's say the halach is that you're not allowed to fall completely on the floor if the floor is made of stone. Right? That's why in Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah when we bow down, so a lot of people give out tissues and napkins, right? It's not to, to make sure your suit doesn't get dirty. Is that if the floor is made of marble or stone or tile or whatever, there's a, there's a prohibition of, of bowing down to a stone, on a stone floor. So you have to put something to separate your face on the floor. So that's one concern that might be if a person is always saying tachnon completely on the floor. So that's one of the reasons why the minig is not to go all the way on the floor, but just to sort of lean on the side. Another issue is to avoid this gemara. That uh, if you're an Adam Chashev, you're not allowed to say tachnon unless you're confident that you're going to be answered. How could you know that? Whatever it is, so the minig is not to fall on your face completely. But, whatever, be it as it may, the Gemara is identifying the tefillah of Yishu Benun as a tefillah of Tachnan. That's, by the way, also why it says specifically in the first Pasuk that Yishu Benun v'yipal upon of arts, he falls on the face, l'fnei aron Hashem, before the aron of Hashem. Why? So everyone knows, right? Because when you, when you say Tachnan, you can say vidoy whenever, you know, wherever you are, but to fall on your face, you only do it if there's a safer tire, right? That's the that's Allah, only when there's an aron. So that's, that's connected with this plus, like that, that Yishuv Benun is Dafka falling on his face in front of the Aaron Hashem. Okay, so, so let's understand. Yishuv Benun could, could he, it's, it's an ace tzara for the Jewish people, he needs to daven. But he goes out of his way to Dafka pick this type of tefillah, which is called the tefillah of Tachnan, what we call Tachnan. So obviously it has to be somehow connected with the whole story. So let's understand, that's, that's going to be the question we're going to try to figure out. What is Tachnan? have to do with the entire Maisa of Achen and what we were talking about before, you know, the Achen's Avera of equating Jew and non-Jew, and somehow Tachnon is going to clarify in the process of like sort of fixing that mistake. So, so let's investigate for a few minutes what Tachnon is. What's the, like what, what is Tachnon? We, we do it, but like what is the, halachically, what's the definition of that tefillah that's called Tachnon? So it's interesting. It's a big machlekes rishayinim. Simple, it's a very simple machlekes. Like what is the definition of Tachnon? So, We'll start like this. If you take a look at Maramach number two, it's a Rambam and Hilchas Tefillah, okay? So, Parakei Halacha Aleph. The Rambam is talking that over here, the Halachas of Shemun Esrei, okay? He's talking about the Shemun Esrei Halachas. And he says like this, Shemayin Advarim, Tzarech HaMespala, Lizar Behem Velasaisim. There are eight things that a person has to be cautious of and be conscious of when it comes to Shemun Esrei. Okay, so he's talking about Shemun Esrei. Ve'im ha'yedachuk aynanas, ay but... If a person had no choice and he couldn't keep one of these eight halachas, or he just didn't, so in ma'akvim they're not ma'akiv, they don't. You're still yotzei shmonesre, but these are the prefer, you know lechatchila. These are the halachas that you have to keep in mind when it comes to shmonesre. These are the eight halachas. Number one, amida, that shmonesre should be done standing. Okay. Number two, noichech hamikdash, you should be facing the base hamikdash, or let's say in America you face mizrach. Yeah? Number three, tikkun haguf, that you shouldn't have to go to the bathroom. Your body should be clean. Number four, tikkun hamalbushim, your clothing should be presentable. Okay? Number five, tikkun hamakim, the place around you should be clean. You shouldn't be davening shmonesrei in a place that smells or that's, that's dirty. Number six, hashavoy sakol, your voice should be low. You shouldn't daven shmonesrei loud. Vachra, <coughs> number seven, that you should bow down appropriately by barachat Hashem, by the first barach and by maidim, and so on. And the final halacha of Shemona Esrei is Hishtach bowing down. What, what does that mean? 
So the first seven examples we're familiar with, right? Standing, keeping your voice low, these are, these are Shemines Re'alachas. What's this last Hishtach Avaya? So a little bit later on, it says the Ram, Hishtach Avaya Ketzad, what is this last eighth rule of Shemines that I'm referring to? It means as follows, that after you take three steps back, right, after bowing, you know, by Yosef Shalom, the end of Shemines Re'alachas, you should sit on the floor, and fall on your face, Artsa. And say tachnunim and say psukim uh, of uh, of mercy before Hashem. That's what hishtachavoya means. In other words, what the Ram is describing is tachnun. That's what I'm saying. And what the Ram is telling us is that tachnun is what. First, number two, two, two things. He's telling us number one, tachnun is a halacha. It's a chiv. It's not just like a minig that came up later on. It's a chiv. Just like there's a chiv from the Gemara, right? That shmanesu should be low. And there's a chiv from the Gemara that you have to stand by Shemun Esrei and face the base of English. All the halachas of Shemun Esrei, says the Rambam, it's a halacha that you have to say tachnun after Shemun Esrei. That's one point that you see from the Rambam. Number two, though, and the more, the more uh, shocking point, is the Rambam is telling you that tachnun is a halacha of Shemun Esrei. So Shemun Esrei, part of the halachas of Shemun Esrei is to say tachnun after Shemun Esrei. Now, now, let's understand. The explanation, uh, so, what, so what is tachnun then? How do we understand Tachnun. So the Ram is telling us pretty straightforward that the essence of Tachnun is not so much to say anything. Like, it's an amazing thing because usually when it comes to davening, davening is fundamentally talking to Hashem. Yes, when I'm talking to Hashem, I'm in different physical positions. So Shemesri, I'm standing. Uh, by creation, I could be sitting. But, but the point is moving your lips and saying words. But says the Rambam, that's not what Tachnun is. You want to know the essence of what Tachnun is? The essence of tachnun is to fall on your face. Yeah, while you're falling on your face, you could say if you psuk him, whatever it is, but the definition of tachnun is hishtachavoy. It's the physical position that you find yourself in, that is the essence of tachnun. <coughs> and, that's, and that's the chiv of Esrei, part of the chiv of Esrei is, that after Shemun Esrei, you fall down on your face. Now once I'm on my face, says the Rambam, so yes, he says some psuk him of tachnunim. But the essence is, the essence is the Ishtachavoy. Now, what this tells you is, is that, so what is the mindset of Tachnun? So what, what, what does that mean? So that's the physical, that's the, the, the halacha of Tachnun. But, but what's going on in the nefesh by Tachnun, according to the Rambam? According to the Rambam, the essence of Tachnun is absolute bittal. It, it's, it's an expression of absolute nothingness. In other words, Shemineseri is also, I'm standing before the king, right? That's what Shemineseri is. Like an Evet standing before the king. But even Shemun Esrei, there's a little bit still you, right? Because you are standing before the king with humility and submissiveness and you're not even raising your voice because that's how humble you are and you're admitting everything and you're acknowledging that the king is in charge. And there's a lot of humility and bittal going on by Shemun Esrei. But Tachnun takes it to the next level. That's again, that's the Ram is saying that Tachnun is a part of Shemun Esrei. The entire inner Shemun Esrei is bittal, is to be nullified before Hashem. But Tachnun takes it to the whole other level where Tachnun is, I'm not, I'm not standing with humility before God. I am nothing. And that's why it's not even about the words that you say. It's the physical position that you find yourself in with Tachnun. That's the point of just absolute Hachnoah. Take a look at Maramaka number three, the Rambam. Also, in the end of, of Hilchas Tefillah, the Rambam writes the Nusach of a Siddur. Right? He goes to the Halachas of, of Davening and then he, then he says the Nusach of what Davening is. And so the Rambam, when it comes to Shemun Esrei, he goes through the Nusach of Shemun Esrei. It's a little bit different than Aaron Eschais, words here and there, but basic gist of Shemun Esrei we know. And then he says, and then you have to do Tachnun. Again, and what is Tachnun? 
just falling on your face. Now says the Rambam, and that's 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 a chiv. That's a chiv. Tachnun is a chiv. But again, what is tachnun? Just the physical position. Says the Rambam, Marmok number three. Now hagnu lischane benefils apayim. And the minig is that when you're falling on your face, is to say a few words of tachnun, right? Ubepsukim elu pam kulam pam mixasam. So it's different. Hagnar says that that's not. He's not makbed what you say and and how the full pasuk, not the full pasuk, because it's not really the point. The, saying the words is, is not the point. But these are the psukim that uh, the minik says the Rambam is to say. It's not the psukim that we say by Tachanun, but as the Rambam says. But look, l- listen to the psukim, and you'll, you'll, p- you'll feel from the psukim what the mindset of Tachanun is. The Rambam says, L'fichach ani kareu mishtachel mishchanin adon oilam. says the Rambam, the, the, the first thing he says, Rabban Shalom, I'm bowing and prostrating myself before you. Kilo yatzid kaseinu nachdem apilam. Chatanu avinu. Ein lo nopel lahashiv. Ein banu maisem. Asein mar tzlaka laman shemecha. And so on and so forth. All the psukim that the Ram is telling you that the minig is to say are all psukim of the absolute bitlan achna. And this is the point. So again, according to the Ram, the yisod of tachnon is, it's a, again, it's a, it's a chiv and an extension of Shemun How is it seen as an extension of Shemun Because Shemun is all about humility before the king. And tachnon is taking that to the next level. So it's just an extension of Shemun in terms of Moving forward in that avoid of bittel, and the avoid of tachnon is not even saying anything. Adra, maybe some, maybe it's better not to say because it's just, it's not you. It's it's just absolute hachnon, absolute shtachavoy. That's the shita of the Rambam. Okay. Yeah. So the the fact that the, in 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 earlier in the Rambam by the Nusach Hatfila. Or the Rambam, the Rambam, he's talking about what exactly technically you have to do. I didn't, I didn't quote this, it's the previous line. The Rambam says the technical chiv of, of, of tachnun is to fall down in your face. Nahagdu, the minig is to add a few words. But the fact that there's no particular nusuk of what to say means that the words are just there to bring out this, to express this, ma, this, mo, this emotion and this matzav of being. In other words, whenever you have words that are said, so usually the point is the words. What the Ram is telling us is that the point over here is not the words of Tachnon. The words of Tachnon are trying to bring you and bring out that, that feeling of Bittal that is being expressed by the simple physical position that you're in by Tachnon. That's the, the side of Tachnon according to the Ram. Now, Mitzad Shaini. Say it again? So, we're going to see about like on Monday and Thursday. So, we're going to see about that now. We're going to see about that now. Again, you need it, but the but but it's fu- fundamentally what it's for is just to bring out within you that matzah of bittel. That's why when the Rambam first codified what is what what tachanun is, it's a shtachavoya. He didn't say it's tachanunim with the shtachavoya because the tachanunim, the words that you're saying are are secondary. Uh, they might be necessary, but they're secondary in terms of what they're what they're about. So we're going to see about that in a second. Huh? Yeah, yeah, so Marav, we don't say Tachin. We're going to see about that in a second. So take a look at Maravaka number four. So this is all the sheet of the Rambam. Now, Mitzat Sheni, there's another one of the Rishainim, the Rivash. The Rivash was one of the later Svardish Rishainim. So he's famous for Chuvas Rivash. It's a major source of halacha. A lot of halachas come from the Rivash. So the Rivash was asked a question, a very simple and innocent question. Someone asked him, you, by the way, you find this, it's interesting, by the, by the Rishainim, and especially by the Gainim, the questions that they were asked were not necessarily like the Veltz Kashas, you know, they were very often very simple, you know, even ignorant questions. But the Rishonim 
took them seriously and used them as an opportunity to talk about those topics. So the question that the Rav Lush was asked is that why is it that by Tachnon everyone sits down? Shouldn't everyone be standing? Like, why, why, why is everyone sitting down for Tachnon? Okay, that's, that was the innocent question that the Rav Lush was asked. So he says like this. The Rav Lush answers as follows. Says, says the Rav Lush, the fact that the minig is that people sit down for Tachnon is Says says the Rivash. Let me let me tell you outside a little bit, and then we'll see inside what the what the Rivash is trying to say. The sheet of the Rivash is diametrically opposed to the sheet of the Rambam. Again, according to the Rambam, the the, the essence of Tachnun it was the physical position that you're in, and the physical position is of absolute betel. Even the words that you're saying, you're not asking for anything. You're not davening for many, many things. You're, you're just, even the words that you're saying are just trying to evoke that sense of bittal. And it's a chiv. It's a chiv. And it's an extension of Shemnesra. Says the, the Rivash is, is Mamshi opposite. The Rivash holds that the definition of tachnun is tachnunim. Is to, is to daven and ask for all of your requests as, to be marv betachnun. To, 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 not, not only is it not a physical position, and the physical position is almost irrelevant, According to the Rivash, the essence of Tachnon is that now I'm taking an opportunity to just say to daven for everything that I want. In other words, I'll give you an example. The, the Gemara tells us that at the end of Shemun Esrei, so you say Yulerotzin, right, and then you have a little tefillah of a Lakai Nitzar, right? So the Gemara says there's such a thing that before you take three steps back, Shemun Esrei is officially over, right? By by Yulerotzin, uh, it's officially over. But before you take three steps back. So take the opportunity to make your personal request. And that's what, that's, that's what people do. So there's two times in Shemit Esri where it's like a good time to just, just talk and make any request that you want, even if it's like completely irrelevant. That's by Shema Kileinu, by, uh, by uh, Shemit Fila, right? The, the bracha of, of Shema Kileinu. And by the end of Shemit Esri, when, it's just, when you're done and you're just standing there before you take three steps back. And so every other bracha, you could only, you should only... Uh, it has to be the con- within the context of that bracha. So if you have someone to daven for, by Rafeinu. But in terms of just open-ended, ask for whatever you want, there's no, no limits, that's by Shema Kileinu, and after Shema Nesri is over. Says the Rivash, that's what Tachunin is. Tachunin is, it's an opportunity, ask for whatever you want. Beribui Tachunin. Beribui Tachunin. And says the Rivash, because of that, it's not a chiv. The Rivash holds not like the Rambam. It's not a Tachunin is not a chiv. It's a minig, that the Jewish people accepted upon themselves. Just like, just like there's no chiv by Shema Kileinu, and there's no chiv at the end of Shemonestre to start asking for your request. If you have requests, then you might as well do it. But you don't, you don't have to. Says Rivash, that's what Tachin is. Tachin is just an opportunity when Shemonestre is over, and you're still sort of in the orbit of Shemonestre. Just ask for whatever you want. Says Rivash, so much so, that it, the, the, the fact that, the fact that, we, that, that um, it, it's so much just about you know, asking for your request, that says the Rivash, technically speaking, you want to stand for Tachnon, stand for Tachnon. You want to sit by Tachnon, Gesundheit. So the person asked the Rivash, why do people sit by Tachnon? The answer is, Rivash said, because why not? I don't know. Like, what, why? You don't have to stand, so it's more comfortable to sit. You want to stand, Gesundheit. It's not about the physical position at all. It's simply an opportunity to be Marv Tachnon. So let's, let's see the words inside. The fact says the Rivash that people, the meaning is that people sit by Tachnon. The answer is because why not sit? Uh, most of davening, if you're allowed to sit, it's more comfortable. So sit. 
We're not matriach on people, they have to stand. Unless you have to. It's less of you By Shemun Esri, you have to stand. But if it's not Shemun Esri, you might as well sit. But it says, but don't think that you have to sit by Tachron. You could stand, you want to lean, you want to... It's irrelevant. It doesn't make a difference. Tachron is what? Tachron is not the Ram. It's not a physical position of Achnah. Adrab, it's an opportunity to just ask for everything you want. How are you... What's your physical position during that time? It doesn't make a difference. Didn't feel so fine. Says the Rivash, Sharei Tachnunim. That, that's what Tachnun is. It's just an opportunity to, to say Tachnunim. And the truth is, if you ask me, says the Rivash, maybe it's better to stand. It's more Bakavadik for the tefillahs that you're asking for. Like, like Shmoneser was standing. We're not Matrich the Tzibor, so we allow you to sit. So then he, then he goes on. Take a look at Marmok number five. So he says, Dover also in that same tshuva. He says, This Indian of Tachnun, it's not a chiv. Just like the last paragraph of Lakain Itzar, and any Tachnunim that you want, any personal bakashis you want to put into Shemakalainu, it's not a chiv, you don't have to. If you want to, this is an opportunity to do it. So it's not a chiv. It's an old minig. We already find it from the Gemara, and he goes back to Yeshuvah Nun. So we find that Tachnun is a very, very old, it's a good idea, so that's why we do it. And because of that, says Rivash, because it's only your Rishos and it's a Minik, that's why there's all these different Minhagim. Certain days you say Tachron, certain days you don't say Tachron. If, if according to the Rambam, it's a Chiv. So that's it. I mean, the, the Rambam doesn't start saying, oh, and by the way, this Chiv of, of Shmaneser, which is called the Shtachavoya, uh, you know, if there's a yard site, don't worry about it. Like, it, you know, it doesn't work like that. It's a Chiv. But says Rivash, if, if it's not like that, says Rivash, it's not true. It's only a minute. And it's just saying Tachrunim. Okay, it's a nice thing. But if there's extenuating circumstances, okay. If it's, a, it's, if it's a day of Simcha, we don't want people to, you know, remind themselves of their Tzaras, whatever it is. So don't say Tachrunim. Because it, it, it's not such a big deal. It, it, halachically speaking, it's not such a big Indian. By the way, this, this explains one of the differences between Nusach Sfar and Nusach Ashkenaz. When it comes to Someone asked, oh, it's thoroughly asked by when it comes to Monday and Thursday, right? So you say, so there's the usual Tachnun. Okay, so you say Vidoy and then you, then you say Tachnun. Then on Monday and Thursday, it's Vuhurachum, it's a whole long. So Nusach Svard puts Vuhurachum after Tachnun, right? If you think like the order of Tachnun is the same, and then just after, you say Vuhurachum. Nusach Ashkenaz is not like that. Ashkenaz is, you say Vuhurachum, and then after Vuhurachum, you, then you fall on your face. What's the. So. It, it boils down to this to this side. Vuhu Racham is Tachnunim. If you if you go through Vuhu Racham, certainly it's Psukim that evoke a sense of humility. But you're asking for a lot of things. You're asking for Geula, you're asking for Yeshua, you're asking for a lot of good things. So if you hold like the Riva, and now the halach is that Tachnun is supposed to be right after Shmanesri. So is Vuhu Racham a hefsik between Shmanesri and Tachnun? Well it depends what the definition of Tachnun is. Right? If the definition of Tachnun is like the Rivash, it's just Asking for many things. Okay, then Vuhurachim is just an expanded version of Tachnun. And that's where Nusach Ashkenaz comes from. So you start the Tachnun with Vuhurachim, and then when eventually you fall on your face, that's just one long Tachnun. The whole end of Tachnun was anyway just to ask for a million things. So on Monday and Thursday, we ask for a hundred million things. But when it comes to, but according to the Rambam, no, no, no. The essence of Tachnun is the feeling of nothingness, which certainly is brought out by saying Hashem Nubaganu. And the physical position of falling on your face. That's Tachnun. And Tachnun should be right next to Shemunesre. Now it's Monday and Thursday, so it's a day of Rotson. So now you want to ask for a million things? Because don't hate, but don't interrupt Shemunesre and Tachnun with that. 
So that's not so smart. So you say Tachnon right at the Shemun Esrei, and then you finish Tachnon, you say Vurach Gesundheit. That's where it's coming from, these two, these two Batei uh, Medrash, between the Rambam and the Rivash. Now, like I said, in Halach Lamaisa, so uh, it's hard to... Uh, for, for example, a big nafkamina, I guess you can say, so I just mentioned one nafkamina, like a Monday or Thursday, whether Vuhu is like a Hefzik or not. Another more obvious nafkamina is, like, do you have to sit for Tachanam? Like, do you, could you lean? Could you be standing? According to Rivash, like, your physical position is, is, is kamat irrelevant. According to Rambam, no, 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 your physical position is very, that, that's what Tachanam is. So that, that's a very big nafkamina. So that's what you'll find by, there's different minhagim about this. The Shokhanach, for example, brings down the Rivash that if a person should sit, but if you can't sit, then you do it standing. And you'll find this in, in, in some shuls, like let's say by Tachnan time, you know, so you know, you'll see a person leaning against the wall, right? Or leaning against the shtender. So that, to do such a thing like that, that's relying on the rivash. That the physical position is, is kind of irrelevant. But if you're not <laughs> like the Rambam, the physical position is mamish, the Indian, so then you should have to look for a chair. Again, if there's no chair, then you, know, you, do, you do what you can, but you know. But that's uh, that's the idea. So the thing is like this. So, so technically speaking, you can make such an argument. It's a chiv of shmenesrei. The thing is though that I'll pick Kabbalah. This is where Kabbalah comes in and sort of uh, um, uh, guides us through the halacha. In Kabbalah, there we do find it, it's it's an interesting thing. It's it's really a sugi by itself. I'm not going to have the time right now to go through it. But in Kabbalah, Tachanun is a very there's, there's a lot of things going on by Tachanun. On the one hand, there is an inyan of, of um, that by saying tachnon, you're, you're, uh, uh, there, there are certain dinim that maybe that might be evoked by this by, by tachnon. Why? So apikabol. That's where you know certain days where there's times of simcha, or uh, or certain days where you don't want to, or it's like close to Shabbos, or certain days where you don't want to evoke dinim. So you don't say tachlum, but uh, but you're right, uh, you know. But but the, the, really, the 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 issue is going to be on those like, you know, uh, borderline, you know, days. <laughs> like uh, there was a tzaddik that I, a yard said I never I never I never heard of the tzaddik until the, until there's no tachlum today. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay. Right, so listen, if you're going like the rivash, it's just a minute anyway. So it's not the the end of the world. Go in the Rambam, it's Rambam Shechiv, and unless there's a real reason not to do it, so, like the Rambam said, with all these eight things, if you can't do it, or there's a real reason not to do it, then you don't do it, but, uh, but if you can, you should. That's, that's what Tachnan is. You're right, you're right, so it's interesting, yeah, I guess that's a Yichud. Anyway, so, so fine, so, so let, let's take a step back. So what we have right now, basically, is Machlekes Rishayin, and boiling it down very simply, between the Rambam and the Rivash, in terms of what what, what, what is Tachan? What's the mindset? According to the Rambam, the mindset of Tachan is that you are nothing. You are nothing. Absolute bittel and hachna, mamish nothing. According to the Rivash, it's interesting, it's the opposite of that. Tachan is an expression of your somethingness. Because I need this, I need that, I need that, I need this, I need this, I need gul, I need... All the things that you're, that you're asking for in Shemakalein or the end of and that's just like you poured all that by Tachan. So what we see is, it not, not, so in halacha it's a machlaikis, but even, even in like the nefesh, they're evoking these two opposite feelings. The Ramam Tachnon is evoking mamish nothingness, 
Whereas in the in the Rivash, it's evoking like your somethingness, right? Like you have to, in order to ask for something, you have to feel like you kind of deserve it and kind of earn it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very different place. So in Pinimis, so in Allah, okay, so it's Machlaikis, but in Pinimis, how do we how do we put them together? So the answer is, and this is where it's gonna you know, circle back to the story of Achan over here. These two inyanim of being nothing and absolutely something at the same time is the unique quality of Nishmas Yisrael. And this is why Yeshua Benun is Davkis saying Tachnun at the moment when Achan sins. Again, what was the sin of Achan? The sin of Achan is there's no difference between Jew and guy. So the whole inning of Yeshua Benun is to try to bring out at this time what is unique to Nishmas Yisrael and what makes us different. And as we're going to see in a second, what makes Nishmas Yisrael different and what really defines Nishmas Yisrael is, is that we are, we, is that, as we'll see in a second, we're absolutely, there's a very, very deep sense of nothingness within Nishmas Yisrael, but that nothingness allows us to be able to connect to Hashem in such a deep way that we become the greatest something of all. In other words, it's like, I'm not even going to, let, let's, let's hear on Sadiq inside in the last Marmakim and he'll explain for us. So he's talking about the difference between a Jew and a guy. So he says like this, And this is what I talked about Shabbos afternoon. So so we know our calendar, we count based on the moon. What's the moon? So the moon has nothing of its own, right? It doesn't have its own light. It just reflects the sun. So the fact that we count to the moon, that's not just a coincidence. That's because in our, when you dig enough layers in Nishmas Yisrael, the very essence of Nishmas Yisrael is that sense of moonness, that sense of nothingness, that all I have is what the Rabbani Shalom gives me. Kach says Ratzadik, It's an amazing medrash. Medrash says that throughout all of Tanakh, any time you'll find a description of someone that's poor in Tanakh, it's always a yid. Tanakh never describes a guy as being poor. Tzapela, even though there are not, you know, poor Goyim, and there are rich Yidin. Why? Because the essence of a Yid, and that's our greatness, as we'll see in a second, our greatness is, is that we have that sense of nothingness, that we're poor in that way. The less that we have nothing on our own. We feel that, that we have nothing on our own. And since our Tzadik, even if a Yid it increases and accomplishes a lot, and avoid Hashem and good things. The more the person understands and grows in their Avodah Hashem, it just builds that feeling of nothingness, that humility. So he says, give an example, he, it's, I skipped it over here, but the example he gives is obviously Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the most humble person on earth, and he was the biggest, uh, biggest Jew to ever live. That's not a contradiction. All of his madragas, like I explained on Shabbos, all of his madragas were just we're, we're just in building his inner core. And his inner core was what? Nothingness. So of course everything he accomplished just made him feel more humble. Because that, that, that's who he was in his essence, humility. So everything he accomplishes is just building on that. So he, he automatically feels more humble. Now, for people like us, now we're Yidin, so this is, this is true for us too, but there's just a lot of layers of like, you know, bagels, you know, stop, you know, blocking between you know, who we really are and what we experience. But, but for us to think, like, how could it be like the Moshe Rabbeinu? Like, how could it be like, you, you don't know who you are? How, how can you be a, So I, I mentioned this before, the Kamarna says, the Kamarna says that just like when it comes to tzaddikim, you can't have kashas on tzaddikim. How, how, how is, uh, is Rishim Arichai able to burn fields with his eyes? I don't know. 
How could the Baal Shem Tov, like whisper into the horse's ear where he wants to go when he gets there and, without driving the horse? Akash and Tzadikim, they have their ways. So says the Kamar, now that's also with humility. It's, it's, it, it's just the way, of, we, we, we don't understand, but the Tzadikim, the way they are, is that the more they are, the more they grow, the more they accomplish, the lesser they feel. It's just, just put it in, in, in the pile of Mifsim. You know, that's what the Kamar says. It's, it's one of the, one of the, the flies of Tzadikim. They could do crazy things. So they, they also have humility. It's just one of these pellets. But, that, but, but it's because that's in their root who they are. But this is the essential difference between Nishmas Yisrael and not Nishmas Yisrael. Umas Oilam, they don't count to the moon. In their, in their very essence, they feel that there's something. They count to the sun. That has its own energy. That's the essence between the difference between a Jew and a guy. Now, says Ratzadik, now Ratzadik says, but, and, and now let's take it to the next step. And this is what I mentioned also on Shabbos, is that that nothingness that Nishmas Yisrael naturally feels and naturally has, which is our core, that actually allows us to be able to have everything. Because the truest everything and the source of all things, as we know, is Rabbani Shalom. But like I mentioned Shabbos Day, to whatever degree you have an ego, the ego blocks between you and the truest ego of all, which is Rabbani Shalom. So if you want to have access to everything, which is only by the Rabbani Shalom, that the only way to access that is to be absolutely nothing. Like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is absolutely nothing. He's completely transparent. And because of that, all of Torah is called Torah's Moshe. So Moshe Rabbeinu is untouchable. Moshe Rabbeinu is untouchable. Everything Moshe Rabbeinu said is absolutely untouchable. It's absolute truth for all time. A chidish, by the way, there's a chiddush in the Rambam in Sefer Mitzvahs. Uh, not Sefer, I'm sorry. In, 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 his, in his introduction to Pirish and Mishnayis, the Rambam says a chiddish. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevu is untouchable, right? But the Rambam says, but what if Moshe Rabbeinu is taking off his Navi hat and he's just acting as Talmud Chacham, right? He's making joshas and he's figuring out a sugya on his own. So okay, so he's a Talmud Chacham. Talmud Chacham could make mistakes and they could argue with each other. Says the Rambam, no. Even as Talmud Chacham, if Moshe Rabbeinu came up with a drasha or came up with an idea as a Talmud, not as a Navi, but as a Talmud Chacham, also untouchable. So where did Moshe Rabbeinu get this thing that he has everything. That everything that exists in Yiddishkeit always has to be from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's, it, everything has to boil down to Taras Moshe. If it's not connected to Chomish, it's simply not true. So what, what, what's this, how did Moshe Rabbeinu get to that place of Hakol, of having everything? The answer is because he was nothing. Because he had no ego at all. And it was completely transparent, so God is speaking through him. And when, wherever God speaks, God is everything. So Dafka, because we're nothing... That's why we can receive everything. Says Ratzadik like this. Uh, so, was it uh, two, four, five lines before the end? By the nations of the world, when you are a something, when you think of yourself as a something, then money, then in truth you're nothing. Because then whatever you have is very, very small compared to what, to the everything of the Rabbanish Shalom. And in order to have the everything of the Rabbanish Shalom, you have to be nothing, to receive that light, to allow that light to, tra- to sort of travel through you without being blocked by your own ego. Therefore, the non-Jewish world, the MS doesn't have anything. They feel like they have something, and that's stopping them from really having everything. The truth is only Hashem. And the Jewish people that are connected to Hashem because of our nothingness, that allows us to have everything. Therefore, even if a Jew is maybe deficient in his mitzvahs, Hashem is still with him, as long as he has that core of humility. 
And that's all the gifts that Hashem wants to bestow on the Jewish people. Why? Because we're nothing. Not because we've earned it. If you're getting something because you've earned it, it means that, it means that you're not getting everything. You want to get everything? Then you come to Hashem with a sense of nothing. And when you come to Hashem with a sense of nothing, then you can get everything. So let's go back. We have these two sheets of Tachnum. What is Tachnum? Is Tachnon like the Rambam, that it's nothingness, that you're expressing that you're nothing? Or is it like the Rivash, Adrabi, you're saying, I want this, I want everything. The answer is, two sides of the same coin. If you want everything, the only way to have everything is if you have the Rabbanish Loyalim. And the only way to have the Rabbanish Loyalim is if you're nothing. So these, and not only are these two sides, do they complement each other, this is the essence of Nishmas Yisrael, this defines Nishmas Yisrael. The definition of Nishmas Yisrael is our nothingness, and because of our nothingness, our everythingness, because of that. And this is exactly what Yeshua is davening for, by Tachnon, when he's davening to overcome the Aveir of Achan. Again, the Aveir of Achan was, there is no difference between a Jew and a guy. That mistake only comes because there's a lack of clarity in what Nishmas Yisrael is. But if you could clarif- clarify and identify what the root of Nishmas Yisrael is, then you'll understand the difference between a Jew and a guy. And that's what Yeshua is evoking, with the tefillah of Tachrin. That's why the tefillah that he says is, Rabbanu Shalom, we need your help, right? We need everything. Because otherwise, if the, if the Goyim destroy us, they're going to wipe out our name. And our name is your name. What does a name mean? A name means you're a something. So what is the name of the Jewish people? What's our somethingness? Our somethingness is Hashem's name. So, so that means we're nothing. Because we don't have a name, Right? So because of that, Hashem is our name. And if Hashem is your name, it means that you have everything. And so that's exactly what's going on with the, with the Tefillah of Tachnon. This is the essence of Nishmas Yisrael. No? So Hashem should help us for, to, to appreciate what Tachnon is. We do it every day, you know. Tomorrow's Monday, we should be excited for we get to have a longer Tachnon, unless there's like a Simcha or something, I don't know. But, but uh, Ben Hashem, we should have a long Tachnon. And it should be Paul Yeshua's for all of us. And we should be like to uh, conquer Eretz Yisrael like Yeshua and start of Yisrael Tzedek. May every man know me. Thank you.